Is that loud? Oh, these stupid headphones. We have to get a more professional start to the podcast. Broadcasting from Edmonton's majestic used hubcap district. Um, it's a it's a podcast. I just can't pull off a onesie. No, neither can I. Uh, uh, that's not good. Kids today with their inline skates and their long boards that roll over everything. Totally weird and wild. It works, but it's weird. You know what's underrated? Ravioli. Oh, God, that's awful. It smells like smoke coming off someone's ass. My God, do people not know I'm at work? The Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. Ooh, baby. Friday. Friday, Friday. Oh, is it Friday already? Sure is, Bryce Kelly. It sure is. Good Lord, you could wring out my armpits right now. Whew. The nerves are over. I know. It was, um, well, we had Brian Baumler. HGTV's Brian Baumler. Canada's Brian Baumler. And it was weird because, are we going to do a little inside sports on this? Let's do it. Okay. So he showed up. Probably five minutes before we were going to go on the air. Yeah. And he came into the studio with his handler, V. She's very nice. Yeah. And uh, Brian gets set up at his microphone and then pulled his phone out and he texted the whole time. Hardly said a word to us. Yeah. Uh oh. Oh no, this is not a good sign. But he was super approachable. Once we turned the microphones on and went live, a switch was thrown. Yeah. And then he said that he was texting so much because he, if you watch the last season of Island of Brian, you know, they live in Florida and they live in this community where they have their own little runway. Yeah. He flies little Cessna planes. Uh huh. And he said that uh, someone landed in their, that airstrip in their community. One of his friends. (laughs) Without permission. And so it's causing a big thing, and that's why he's, uh, I think his phone is exploding a bit. He has different problems than you and I. Yeah, I can't say I have these community airport issues. No, he I don't was, think I can relate. He was, uh, he was getting texts, I think, from, it. basically, it's like he, the condo board. I know it's not a condo, but it's the same thing where they're, I think they're giving him grief about his friend landing an airplane there. Yeah, that's how we know uh, we live different lives uh-huh. is uh, I noticed yesterday— some of my grass is now exposed from the snow melting. Yes. And I noticed a big dog turd on my front lawn. One of my neighbors let their dog poo on my lawn and didn't pick it up. Uh, That's my problem. His problem is, is a plane, <laughs> plane not landing without permission at his local community airstrip. Yes. So, so tomato, tomato. Uh-huh. I had nothing, like when he told us that story right before we went on the air, it's like, uh, I got nothing that compares. I kind of wish I had those problems. So do I. I kind of wish. I, I, I aspire to have those kind of yeah. problems. But it was, I don't know, it was good. Like I'd never met, the, you've met the guy once before, but I had never met him before. And he was, he was just, he was just the kind of guy you'd go drink a beer with. Yeah. Very down to earth. Yeah. Well spoken too. Yeah. We'll air our conversation with him later in the podcast. Are we going to play the game show version? I'm a little humiliated by that. No, you did fine. A little humiliated. There's a couple I should have got, but didn't. Yeah. Maybe, he was good. Maybe don't put the whole thing in the podcast. <laughs> Why don't you edit it in such a way that you win the game? That I like. Bryce, just before we get to what are we watching, what are we listening to, what are we reading, who mm. are we talking to, uh, let me ask you this question. You ever driving along in your car? Uh-huh. All of a sudden, that little light on your dash comes on. Boop. Happens all the time. Well, you need to go to Lube City then. Oh. Who also do tires, we found out. Yeah, they sure do. If you need to uh, switch from your winters to your summers. Just go see them. They'll do it for you. 
Uh, and if you want to find one of the 27 Alberta locations, just go to lubecity.ca. Garner Andrews and Bryce Kelly, just two guys watching the world go by. So I was just saying to you moments ago, it's like, ah, what a, the, I'm still working on Barry. I'm watching that. Like we've talked about that before. Yeah. Uh, I'm still plugging away at shrinking. It's I, my recommendation from last week, laid back country picker. I've listened to that album. Now the album's called go West. Listen to that thing from front to back. I've listened to it seven times this week. Someone texted this morning that they've been listening ever since you recommended it. And they're actually looking for, uh, they're looking to go see that band live now. Well, you have to go see them live in the summertime because that's the only time they can tour because they're school teachers. <laughs> they're real life teachers. They are phenomenal. Laid back country picker. You know what? Let me just talk directly to the old timers like me for a second. Okay, I'll turn off my headphones. If you came up in the 80s around sort of like cow punk, you know, maybe rank and file, the beat farmers, country dick Montana, you will love laid back country picker. Bryce, you can turn your headphones back on now. Okay. There we go. All right. We were talking about you. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> Flattering things, I hope. You and I both watched the same show this week. Yes, so... Without knowing, we were each watching it. It's on Disney Plus. Plus. Uh, it's the David Letterman special with U2. Yeah. Where he went to Dublin and interviews them, and they do this kind of interesting... It's not an acoustic performance, per se. There's like an orchestra involved mm-hmm. in everything, and it's kind of a retrospective of their career. There are songs old and new, and uh, I'm not a U2 guy at all. I've never been able to get into that band. Yeah, I I like some of the music. I just, I have, I don't know, sometimes I don't like listening to Bono talk. They, they have yeah. a bit of the Nickelback syndrome where yes. they're a bit of a punching bag, and a lot of people just, because it's low-hanging fruit, I guess. No, there's probably people bailing out of this right now because we're talking about U2. <laughs> some, the, some of their old stuff is really great. Oh, yeah. Like from the 80s especially. Uh, but this special with David Letterman was interesting. It was a good interview. You could tell Dave Letterman's a fan, and that made it cool. And you said it made you want to visit Dublin, which oh, it totally does. Oh, my God. Does. That's where I want to go next. Yeah, pretty cool-looking town. Yeah. Uh, and their connection and their love for that city it comes across mm-hmm. in this special quite a bit. Like, they love their hometown of Dublin. The one thing that bothered me, and I couldn't get <laughs> past it. Because I was thinking the same thing. Is they're doing this special. David Letterman is here. It's being filmed. They have an audience. They have an orchestra. They're kind of restructuring their songs to be a little slower. They've got that whole camera system that's on, like, a little railroad track so the camera can go right around the yeah. band while they're performing. This was not a last-minute decision no. to do this. This They're isn't just somebody <laughs> holding up an iPhone in a, you know, in a pub. And This is a production. And I can't for the life of me figure out, why is it only Bono and The Edge that are doing this? Where is Larry? Where is Adam? Were they not invited? Like, half of the band is not participating in this. And if it were just a quick little interview, yeah. it would, I'd be like, okay, that's not a big deal. But it's like a whole performance, and half the band isn't there. And I found that very distracting, especially given that they're going over the history of the band and all of their old songs and what they mean and why they wrote them and uh, the band's their connection to one another and how they all met. Why, aren't, why wasn't the whole band there? It was weird. It was a little bit. You know what was I thought was really cool, though? At one point, uh, Bono and the Edge wrote a song about David Letterman. <laughs> and he was he was almost moved to tears. Like, he, was, he got his mind blown that those guys would write this. It's kind of a, it's almost a silly little song, but there's some poignancy to it as well. Oh. So, 
there was a cool moment too where at the edge was it where the streets have no name where he's showing you how he plays. I love it. And Dave Letterman's standing there watching him, and he shows how he plays that song, how he kind of wrote it, and then he's like, can you do that again? Yeah. Like, he recognized the fact that I'm in a room with The Edge, and he's playing Where the Streets Have No Name. That's a complicated riff, too. Like, that's not easy to play, and then The Edge is just sort of banging it off like it's no no, no big thing. Do you think he just sits when he's at home alone, no one's around, and his guitar is sitting there? Does he just pick it up and start playing those songs? I... I like to think they do. I like to think people of that level take great pride in those songs that brought them so much fame to the point that they will play them at home when they're just by themselves. Then you're also like, ah, he's been playing it for like 30, 40 years. Is he not tired of it? (laughs) He might be tired of it. Yeah. Anyway, if you're, it's almost, it explains kind of the complicated history of Ireland. It's very complicated. And I don't even completely understand it yet, but I moved a little bit closer to understanding Northern Ireland versus Ireland. And, you know, it's it's got a complicated history and it's worthwhile watching even just to sort of see what Dublin looks like and hear a few cool U2 songs along the way. Yeah. And the Irish accent. That's a cool accent. Oh, it's, it's one of the good ones. I like that accent a lot. Uh, I also finished Dave Grohl's book. Oh. I didn't read it. I did the audio book. Oh. But it's actually cool because it was him doing the audio book. Mm-hmm. So him doing the audio of his own book was neat. Uh, but it is a, it's a cool book. It's really interesting. It was hard. The last part of the book is him kind of like thanking everybody and, going, and he's thanking each individual band member and what they bring to the table. And he gets to Taylor Hawkins. And this was Ooh. obviously written a couple years before he died. And to hear how he talks about Taylor Hawkins and, oh boy, those guys were close. And it just makes you think of, oh my God, what the last year must have been like for Dave Grohl. But his book was really interesting. Okay, I'll have to give it a listen. He's, or a read, because I still know how to read. The one part that I took away, and it shouldn't be the part I took away, was where he's explaining this concoction, this combination of food and drink he discovered on the road. He swears by a bucket of KFC and a bottle of champagne. Apparently, together, it's mind-melting. You have questions? Garner Andrews and Bryce Kelly have answers. The Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. Pretty good day at work today. Brian Baumler came into the studio to talk with us for a while, which we'll get to in a little bit. But uh, it's pretty cool to hear everyone else chiming in with the best days they've ever had at work. You're listening to The Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. They're trapped in your phone. Forever. Are you distracted? Yes, I am. Okay. Yeah, someone texted in their best day at work, and it doesn't sound like a great day at work. Really? Oh, oh the, no, don't read that one. The vet clinic yeah, one? Yeah, don't read that one. Well, here, I'll read the first sentence. Uh, oh, I thought I had... Oh, I work at a vet clinic. One day we did a surgery called a crypt orchid, so I had to go elbow deep in the side flank of a... Uh, that's going to do it. That's all cool. we need to... Really? How is that a good day at work? I would think that that would be the exact opposite. That's what it's seen. That's how it hit me. But uh, maybe you train your whole life for that. Yeah. It, maybe you like being elbow deep in the side flank of a horse. Uh, uh, oh, somebody, this one. Oh, this is a good one. Best day at work ever. VP made a tour of our office just before Christmas this year. Handed out Christmas cards in it. $2,500 cash. What? And a letter with a 5% salary increase, which equals $6,300. So it was an $8,800 unexpected day. $2,500 okay, bucks cash? Yeah. 
Oh, that's a solid one. Ooh, that's a good day at work. Did you hear this one from yesterday? I had so many good days at work when I was a shipper receiver at a big box furniture store. Scratch and dent, open box, demos. None of that stuff stuff ever made it to the dumpster. My coworkers and I furnished our crappy apartments. No one ever asked questions. I hated the job, but the perks were great. Wow. Free couch. Free sectional. That's pretty good, though. Hopefully they were tasteful. Can you imagine, like, just the worst basement suite, but with the best furniture? That's what I imagine. Your friends and family are very confused. Uh Uh-huh. You you drive an old beater of a car. You live in a basement suite. Yeah. Where everything drips. But But he's got a suede sectional. (laughs) But you have beautiful furniture. It's the Gar Andrew Show Express Kelly Podcast. This one. Best day at work. I worked as an administrative assistant for an energy company in Calgary a number of years ago. One day, God, this is a baller move. One day I was asked to go to the airport with an executive's laptop and a couple of external hard drives and take a private jet to Vancouver to deliver them to him. Ooh. I literally got off the plane at a private hangar in Vancouver, took a cab to a hotel, delivered the laptop and hard drives, cab back to the airport, was home by four in the afternoon. I had the whole jet to myself. What? KR. Wow. Wow. Ooh, that's pretty cool. One minute you're just sitting at your desk, working on the uh, the Johnson account. Next thing you know, you're on a private jet to Vancouver. It almost seems suspicious. It, a private jet just to deliver a laptop. You know what? The laptop was I was fine with, it, but the minute they said a couple of external hard drives, and I'm like, mm-hmm. it was the hard drives where I went, uh. Uh huh. This sounds like the plot to a new Ocean's Eleven movie. It kind of does. This, You were involved in the commission of a crime, KR. You didn't even know that. That's weird. I always think that's weird, too, when you think, you know, there's people driving to the airport right now who will get on a plane, they'll work that plane all day long, and they will be back here by tonight. Yeah. You think of, like, a a flight attendant. Yeah, down to Cancun and then back in time for dinner. Yeah. How was your day? Uh, I went to Mexico. Uh, So boring. You're listening to the Carter Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. I still... Have you ever been on a private jet? No. No, neither have I. I know that probably shocks you because I seem so experienced and well, traveled and worldly. I mean, in the fact that you just play everything so cool. But uh, no, I've never even sat in first class before. Somebody said that they... We told the story a few minutes ago. I just... There's something weird about this one. I worked as an administrative assistant for an energy company in Calgary... Uh, One day they had to get on a private jet with a laptop and two hard drives, fly to Vancouver, and then fly home again. I've been thinking about this a lot, and it's quite clear to me that a crime was committed, and Mm. this person was unknowingly a participant in said crime. One day they're going to get a knock on the door. I understand maybe there's some urgency, but to fly a private jet to drop off a laptop and some hard drives... And then fly back home. Again, it's the external hard drives where it gets a little sketchy. The laptop, fine. Maybe this uh, maybe this executive, she had all of her important documents on there and forgot her laptop. You know, but it's the external hard drives that kind of makes me go, hmm. Yeah, real suspicious. If I were a detective, and I pretty much am, yeah, I would, uh, I'd be flagging that. Let me grab this. Hi. Hey, Garner. My name's Matt. I'm calling about my best day at work. Matt, I would love to hear all about your best day at work ever. So many years ago, I was working night shifts on a drilling rig outside of Red Deer. 
and we ended up with the night off, so I got paid to go to the Red Deer Rebels game with three tickets, and I won ten grand on the 50-50 that night. Okay, yeah, that's a pretty good day at work. I've been working for a long time, and that's the best ever by far. What did you do with the ten grand? Uh, We immediately spent about seven of it on two weeks in the Dominican, and the rest I'm not sure, but it went. Okay. Oh, you go to a hockey game when you're supposed to be at work and leave with ten grand? I always dream of winning the 50-50. Yeah. Ten Gs is a good amount to win. It is. It's a tidy little amount. It's a solid vacation somewhere. Yeah, you can have a lot of fun with ten grand, but you know, it's not going to change you. Family members aren't going to come out of the shadows to demand money from you. Yeah, you still have to maintain a work ethic. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't, you're not going to wake up the same person, but you can have some fun. This is the Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. Uh, Somebody said, I moved to Edmonton to work at an environmental company, became instantly smitten with a girl the first day sitting on top of the Weyerhaeuser paper mill in Edson, Alberta, found out she liked me too. Best day ever. Three kids and married 13 years now. Named our first kid Edson. Wow, where they first met. It's a good thing they didn't meet in, say, Beaver Lodge. (laughs) Hey, great community, but probably not a great name. This is our son, White Court. (laughs) It is good to see, though, because we've talked about this. Everybody names their kid. Like, everybody around here names their kid after American cities. Austin, Dallas, Brooklyn. It's good to see a kid named after a Canadian town. Yeah. Yeah. Edson. Why not? Sure. Uh, I don't know if this one counts as a best day at work, but it was pretty good. I went to work in the morning. I left for a meeting with an insurance company, went back to work, $210,000 more in the green. I wrote back and I was like, what kind of insurance meeting? And they said, uh, motorcycle accident. And they paid the price in pain and rehab. But money. I mean, sure, you had a motorcycle accident, but you got money out of it. Yeah. The Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. Like, what was your best day at work ever, Matt? All right. So uh, I was working at Costco uh, for a long time in their tire uh, shop. And I got a uh, paid trip to go to South Carolina to go to the Michelin uh, closed racetrack. And I got to test out new tires on their closed private track. What? They just, yeah, so, they just, they just sent a guy ahead. from Costco in Edmonton to South Carolina? Yeah, you betcha. So we got to go down there and we did some training seminar on uh, learning how on the new tires and stuff like that from Michelin. And then they took us on a closed racetrack with a professional driver and they took us around the racetrack in a a Mustang 302 Boss and that thing was ripping. How fast were you going? Oh, probably like 150 uh, miles per hour. Okay, that's pretty good. That's pretty yeah, good. Yeah, it was pretty pretty fast, and uh, yeah, everything was paid for. We got uh, all my, I got my own private room. I got all my meals, my my uh, my drinks, and everything was covered. And my flights, it was awesome. Okay, Matt, thank you. I appreciate that. You're listening to the Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly podcast. Gord. Well, I'm telling you, every day that worked for me as a pretty darn good day. Oh yeah. I'm a gym teacher, man. I. Uh, do you mean phys ed teacher? No, I mean I'm a gym teacher, man. <laughs> Good. Because I remember, see, Bryce and I, we have this fantasy of, you know, one day all the gym teachers are sick and we get to go, you know, teach a gym class. 
Yeah. And then I said that on the air, and all the gym teachers were like, um, we teach phys ed. Gym is the building we teach in. Oh, boy. Yeah. Hmm. I'm not that high and mighty. I teach gym, and it's a great job. I get to play games every day. What is... So, as a gym teacher, what is... Like, what's your favorite day in gym? Uh, I don't... Honestly, I don't really have super bad days. But is it like, dodgeball? Some of them are hard, right? Like, if you're tired and whatever. And yeah. Working hard. But, like, realistically, you sit down and you look at it, and I'm like, well, what do I have to do today? I got to... I got to set up Mission Impossible, and then we got to play yeah. all day long. Like, that, that's a pretty sweet gig, uh, really. Do the kids enjoy dodgeball? They still do. Good. Still for it. Yep. Good. Hey, and let me ask you this question. We were talking about, like, when I was in high school, we'd have to do, like, the whole dance unit in phys ed. Oh, absolutely, yeah. You're still doing that? Well, I, I do elementary, so we don't do, like, the waltzing or the foxtrot okay. or anything like that. No. But, um, yeah, I was listening to your podcast and heard about your uh, traumatic garlic bread incident. Yeah. But <laughs> is it, dance is a great way to be physical and be active, but I'm just wondering, yeah. like, have the dances been updated? So now maybe you're, uh, are you breaking? Well, are you popping and locking? Well, we do, we do a hip-hop unit, because I do Div 1, so we're grade 1 to 6, yeah. and so we do hip-hop. Oh, and cool. it's kind of fun, right? Yeah. Okay. I'm not really an awesome hip-hopper. My hip-hop skills are lacking, and I should probably do some PD there, but I haven't found that yet. That would be awesome. <laughs> when you have to file your report, what you did in your PD day, PD day you could just say, yeah, just, I popped and I locked all day. Yeah, I popped and or locking yeah. all day long. Did some baby stalls, you know. <laughs> the Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, now entering the studio, Brian Baumler. All right. It's a big crowd. Smattering of applause. Huge, huge I love it. Smattering. The fight my uh, way through. Well, uh, in town for uh, this weekend's Edmonton Home and Garden Show. We were just talking backstage. A busy day for you today. You're making the rounds here this yeah. morning. I see you typing away on your phone. Doing. I'm getting the tour. The tour yeah. of uh, West Ed today. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're at West Edmonton Mall. Yeah. Uh, not all malls have a gun range in them, but no, it's true. The one it's here true. does. Sure does. Um, we were just talking a few minutes ago. Uh, like your history, where does it begin? I, I know I, I've read your Wikipedia. Well, page when my that, mom and dad <laughs> <laughs> they had a bottle of wine one night and in Czechoslovakia. Yeah, no, um, this the, your latest show that you have now. What was your first show? First show was Disaster DIY. And how long did that go for? Oh, geez, I think we were nine seasons, 100, 108 episodes. Wow. And how does that, like, how do you go from being a contractor to having your own show? Like, how did that happen? Uh, you, you know, <laughs> that's a that's a long story. I I, I had six employees at a yeah. construction company. I had a, I had a marketing and business background, been to trade school, and I wanted to grow the company. And right. I thought the easiest way to do that is do some free labor for a, a a TV show, and I, I reached out by email. I said, "Hey, I'll come down for three months. I'll do all your all your work for free." Wow! Uh, in exchange for the advertising, I guess I got down there and like this guy is a smartass. We should put him on television, <laughs> and uh, that was it. It, I mean, that that's the paraphrase. That's a shortened version. But for so, how long did you have to balance kind of you know both careers where you were still going out and hustling and looking for your own contracting jobs and doing the TV thing? That must have been exhausting. Yeah, I mean, yeah. When when we got into the television stuff full time, that pretty much, you know, kept the company busy. Yeah. 
Uh, and then we started we started growing the company beyond that. I'm I'm entrepreneurial. We have you know 17 or 18 companies and 150 employees in four countries now. It, wow. I we I, I like to build things, and I think getting into the trades, which there used to be a stigma, you know, if you screw up and you you know you you, you can't finish school and you you know then then you go bang nails in. But a, a lot of contractors now are are very educated, motivated, business minded, oh, yeah. oriented. You use that as a springboard, and you know I. I I speak to a lot of high schools and what have you. And you talk to kids, say, you want to get in the trades? He goes, no, I want to do something, make something my life. Peter Gilgan that owns Mad Me Homes, he's a trades guy. Yeah. He's a multi-billionaire. I mean, the trades are not anymore just, here's a shovel, go dig a ditch. Yeah, it's that whole frame of mind. That needs to change. because I it's, think it's changed. Has it? I Is mean... It, it's getting there? I think... You look around. The oh, yeah. People in the trades are the ones driving the $100,000 pickup trucks, the ones spending the winter down south. Or, yeah. You know, I, I know six contractors that have their own airplanes, uh, five other than myself. And, you know, we meet up for breakfast sometimes in different places. Nice. And it's, you know, not, not, we're not flying Gulfstream 750s here, but, you know, Cessnas yeah. and what have you. But, uh, no, it's an incredibly rewarding career. And there's so many things surrounding it more than just being on your knees in a basement doing work, right? There's. Can I ask, though, like somebody who's as close to the industry as you are, mm-hmm. if somebody came to you and said, I want to get a trade, what would you recommend? What do you mean, get it? Like find somebody? Yeah. No, no. What would you recommend? Which a starter oh, to trade. do? Yeah. Oh, geez. Uh, it's funny. You know, I would tell them to learn how to run a business first. Yeah. That is the very first thing. Uh, there, there's we have a lot of great employees who are incredible tradespeople. You know, great artists with their hands and and building a home, doing a renovation. I mean, it's eighty five percent art. Yeah, there's a lot of building science that goes into it. That's the other fifteen. But at the end of the day, it's a person with their two hands that puts something together, and you look at it, and it's very subjective. So, it's art, and these these people are artists. Uh, you can literally get into any trade that you want. And turn that into a business, grow that business, get some employees, have another trade, have a, you know, get another company going that that feeds or supplies it. There's so many options. Okay. Yeah. And like Edmonton, obviously, is a very proud kind of blue collar town, too. So, yeah. you know, people get it here, too. And, and you do see that Nate has a, a, a lot of programs for that. And Nate's incredible. And I, I grew up in a blue collar family. My dad was an aircraft sheet metal guy. So I grew up surrounded by tools, but his sacrifices and the time he put into that. You know, sent me to private school and then, you know, did a degree in political science in university. And then I did the business and then I went back to trade school. So it's it's all these experiences that you get that that really drive you and focus you. But at the end of the day, you can be a tradesperson and you can be an entrepreneur. You don't have to pick your one thing. You don't have to stay in your lane to drive in all the lanes. Yeah. I think we have to admire the fact that you did get into the trades. You're successful at it. You got the TV shows. So you're busy. And then you decided to add in the extra stress of, I'm going to work with my wife too. <laughs> and you I, know, do, I, I often, I, I admire it. I'm like, I, I, people who work with their significant others, <laughs> I admire it, but I'm, I, I'll admire it from a distance because it seems like, yeah. uh, it seems like uh, home and work, those walls start to blur, I bet. They sure do. <laughs> and uh, you, everyone needs a little danger in their lives. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Not that kind. Mine is when I'm asleep at night, you know, hoping I don't get a get snuffed out. Or do you ever like with as many things as you have going on at any given time? Do you ever just get a day off? I do. I, to be honest, I've mostly been on vacation for about four months now. Okay, good. Yeah, there you go. and oh, good. and and that's the key as well. You know, we've I've set up the businesses over the years with 
you know the the proper people in place to run them and and management and targets and and you know we have we have weekly I, I call them red yellow green meetings. Uh, if everything's green, we're meeting targets. Uh, nobody is is injured. Nothing's on fire. Uh, great talk. We'll talk to you next week. If it's yellow, you know, let's set up a, a time two or three days from now and let's deal with this. Let's strategize and 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 course correct so this doesn't get any worse and and improves. And if it's red, call me right now and let's deal with it. Okay. Uh, and you know, a lot of when you when you set things up properly and you empower people and put them in the right positions and and you lead by example and and you know reward people for their work, etc. Most of those phone calls are green, and it allows other people to be successful based on on how hard they want to work and how much they want to put into it. So you really have to build a great team. None of this you can't you cannot do it alone. Uh, right. You know, when you have a large, larger companies, multiple employees, you you really are standing on other people's shoulders, uh, and everybody right down to the bottom does the same thing. So, of all your shows, which was the most stressful? I think I know the answer. I think I know the answer too. Uh the most stressful. You, you're gonna, you're thinking Island of Brian. I yeah. am, but <laughs> a thousand I mean, percent, it, I am. It's stress is is it can't just be stress. There's you know, Island of Brian, we were living on an island in the Caribbean for three years. Yeah, pretty ugly. Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah, it was terrible. Horrible way to win. <laughs> terrible. But there was a lot of stress and that a lot of financial made my stress. my hands sweat. Really? Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. It, there was a lot of stress, but it was also a dream. Yeah. And, and at the end of the day, you know, I, I talk about this a lot. Because everybody said to us, well, worst case scenario, you're going to lose everything you've ever worked for. And worst case scenario, you, the people won't want you there. And worst case scenario, there'll be a hurricane. And I said, worst case scenario, in 30 years, I'm dead. Yeah. <laughs> you know, no matter what happens between now and then, that is inevitable. That is the worst case scenario is going to happen. Uh, I'm here. I can fish in the morning before work. Sure, it's going to be expensive. It's going to be a lot of work. But what what a life. Yeah. Um, so I, it was the most stressful, but the most rewarding at the same time. I was a little bit jealous watching that show, you know, during the pandemic where everyone was isolated in their homes and you and your family mm-hmm. uh, and your wife, Sarah, who's an accomplished interior designer yes. who helped with the whole thing. Uh, you guys were stuck, but you were stuck we were stuck at this resort. Who, who was stuck? <laughs> it, it's interesting. When the whole thing started, we started getting calls from Canadians. You know, our leader said everybody needs to get home right now and hide in their bed. And I thought, not a chance in hell am I leaving this island. Yeah. Uh, no one was allowed on the island. We didn't have a case of COVID for over a year. Uh, you know, at first people were like, "Oh, it's so stupid. You're staying there. That's ridiculous." It's, we had a fridge full of food. We had a, we had six months worth of of rations yeah. stored there. I mean, this was if there's a zombie apocalypse. Our, our island, our hotel, is the place to be. There's nobody around. I can fish for an hour and have enough food for a month. There's mangoes, papayas, coconut. You would have to you, you would have to try really hard to starve to death on that island. We ate like kings. Yeah, I thought it might be like The Shining at some point. Well, there's that, too. <laughs> <laughs> hey, do you, um, like when you were a, a younger guy, did you, did you watch DIY shows? I did. I mean, I, I was, you know, always interested in the, in the trades and what have you. And that that's to be honest, you know, I had my feet up on the couch watching one of these Renault shows and there's the plumber that came in for five minutes and there's his name and his company name and his phone number and his website on, on the screen. Yeah. And I thought, wow, what a marketing opportunity. This guy did a, a little bit of free work, uh, you know, in exchange for advertising, nothing's free. He, you know, he went in there and, and put in his, his time and his sweat and his tears and he got the advertising on that, on that show. Amazing. Was it this old house? 
Uh, no, I think it, I think it was Homes on Homes actually. Oh, really? Yeah, Mike's that old. I've been wow. watching it since I was a child. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, I want to just—I know you got stuff to do, but uh, Bryce Kelly's a huge DIY, a huge yeah. HGTV fan. Yeah, he has time. it on all day long. Yeah, all day, all day. It's 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 a problem. Well, I, po- I apologize. <laughs> yeah. You've said to stare problem. at me a lot. <laughs> I want to I want to play a game with you guys. Let's and, do it. Uh, I hope this is. God, I, I tried to make this as subtle as possible. It's a little game called uh, DIY or Die! That was almost the theme song for my first show. There we go. Well, you can use this. DIY or Die. Okay. What, what we're going to do here, I'm going to play clips from famous DIY shows, mm-hmm. and you are going to blurt out who you think it is. Oh, interesting. I'm going to keep track of who has the most points. Okay, you are. Well, you it, might watch more than I do. I probably do. It's Brian Baumler from HDT, HGTV versus Bryce Kelly. You okay, ready? great. Okay. So, you guys on your toes? I'm Let's ready to blurt. Clip number one. As soon as you know it, yell out the name of the show, and for extra points, the hosts. Oh. Gotcha. Okay, here we go. Clip one. Ta-da. Ooh, it's a stinky one. Oh, my God. Oh, Farmhouse God. Oh, my God. Jonathan Knight oh. Christina. No, Bryce Kelly Flip. for the steal. Uh, flip or flop? Flip or flop is oh, correct. Wow. Wow. Uh, Tarek and uh, Christina. Wow. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Which turned out to be a bit of a flop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That husband and wife do it didn't work out so well. There was no, no. fixing. No, no, there no, was no. no fixing. Clip number two. Bring it on. Yeah. That is a big rocking chair. It this is. is. This is a good rocking chair. It looks chair. like a comfortable one. Let me show you this. Nashville. I don't, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Oh, Plus that's a. a uh, I'm giving you all the old. hints here. That's the. Uh, oh, my God. Courtney. No, she's not. She doesn't have that southern twang. Oh. She turned that on? Oh, no. I might be stumped. Oh. That's Hometown with Aaron oh, I said. I said, I'm pretty sure did I said you? Hometown. Oh, he did. It was a total guess. Okay. Oh. Yeah. So, okay. well, it's one and one. It's neck and neck here. That so, it's in, now. Is that one in Kentucky? Uh, no, Mississippi. 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 So, now it's <laughs> Brian Baumler one, Bryce Kelly one. It's a tie oh, game. No, oh here boy. we go. Clip number three on uh, DIY or die. This is the main entertainment. Oh, Property so Brothers. Oh, wow. Yeah. Did Alberta not Boys. Alberta Boys. Did, Did not hesitate. Yeah, you got the Scots right away there. Yeah. They went to a special class to learn how to say house. <laughs> <laughs> I think they went to Sate. They did, yeah. I think they went to Sate down right. in Calgary. Uh, can we try a couple more or do you have to go? I, He's looking. I, I got time. Okay, here we go. Yeah. I got nowhere what are to we, be. It's Brian Baumler 2, I Bryce two. Kelly 1. Oh, man. Okay. I'm, I'm surprised. Here we go. Clip number four. I'm humiliated. Clip number four. Man, look how open this place is, Joe. Oh, no, that's Chip and Joe. Like uh, this. Oh, wow. I, don't know what I don't know what the show's oh, called. Oh, that's... Um, Fixer Upper? Chip and Joe, or yeah, something? it is. Oh, it is. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah oh, it was. Brian Baumler just moved Bryce. into a commanding lead. I don't think I can come back. Well, Bryce, oh. I don't watch television. I <laughs> drove through Waco, Texas, and I drove past one of the, I, that's this the level I'm at. I actually went out of my way to drive past a house they did. Okay. So could did you go to the uh, the farm, whatever it is, the, the restaurant mm-hmm. silo? I was a little too worried that I would look like a creep. No, I think there's a lineup of creeps there. I think you you blend, <laughs> I, I you blend right, in. right in. Here, this one's going to be a little more difficult. This one's retro. Uh, this is an older one. This show's probably 20, 22 years old. Okay. I started 20 years ago, so that's before me. Here we go. Clip number five on DIY or Die. 
I got you. Okay. Uh, let's just lay back. Uh, 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 extreme home makeover, Ty Pennington. Do you oh. see how trading spaces? Trade a shit. Yes, trading. We're gonna split trading that spaces. point because you got so was Ty that? Pennington. You got trading spaces. Trading spaces. That was on TLC. I think. That's where they swapped homes. They went and did their neighbors' houses. Yeah, they traded they came, spaces. Yeah. Did oh. you ever? Because I think I, I, I remember shows where people would swap and then they'd go and check out their house once it was done, and they were horrified. I oh bet. yeah. Did you ever have that when you did a show where someone walked in? They're like, "What have you done?" Um, one, one time. <laughs> okay, nice. That's not we bad did, for the number of houses. I did have thought. a homeowner crying. Oh, no. But, uh, you know, at the end of the day, she wanted $250,000 worth of work done for 30000 and I chose what we could do for 30000 and so reality made her cry, not me. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm going to say to everyone. Yeah. Reality's making it's you cry. It's not me that's making you cry. It's the reality of the situation <laughs> that you refuse to accept. Brian Baumler is running away with this game right now, but I got one more clip. We're going to see how he does on this one, and then we're going to wrap up. This, this. could be winner takes all. You get double down. Oh, okay, wow, really? Push my chips in. All right. Okay, here we go. Final clip on DIY or die. It would just it's be... Me. It's me. It's uh, me. You knew it. <laughs> it's I didn't me. even hear it. <laughs> I, as soon uh, as I heard the, the, the I mean, me, yeah. I knew it was me. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what show it's from? I, we didn't get that much of it. Oh. Can you play the clip again? Okay, let me go back. Here we go. Uh... It would just be this like weird hotel with guests that are here, but that's we're paying the guests to be here. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's a hot new game show called DIY or Die. Theme song. It's not dramatic at all. No. No. <laughs> when you go to like someone's house for a barbecue or just drinks or something, how long into the conversation before they go, since you're here? It's the same if you have a doctor there and you're like, yeah. by the way, my knee, <laughs> you know, or an accountant or or anything. It's it's the same thing. And I, I try now not to look around at things and notice things. I mean, every there's flaws in everything, right? And again, all everything we're doing, 85% of it is art. And it's very subjective, but, you know, down to the color of the wall that you appreciate, the level of finish. So I just, I try and disconnect a little bit when I'm not working. Thanks for listening to the Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. Same music by Garner Andrews. Guests of the podcast enjoy old candy in a jar that's unlabeled. Mmm, mystery candy.